What up, what up? Welcome to episode one of Like I Was Saying. Jason Spells, if you stumbled across this, you probably have no clue who I am. So here it goes. Sports anchor in Indianapolis, born and raised in North Carolina, been doing the sports thing for more than a decade. And yes, the last thing the world needs, another sports podcast. This one, completely off the rails. It's not even going to be all about sports, just things I find cool content I'm interested in. Hopefully you enjoy it too. I take questions, suggestions, topics for discussions. Just hit me up. Jason Spells on Twitter and IG. Spell it like it sounds. A lot of people don't know how to spell my last name. It drives me freaking crazy. Um, I figure the best way to get clicks for this first show, stick to kind of what I know. So Butler and Purdue, both in the same bracket on a collision course for a second-round matchup. If the Razorbacks don't mess things up. I got Drew Amon, main sports anchor for NBC in Little Rock, Arkansas, here He's going to tell me why the Hogs won't be an easy out, plus his connection to Matt Painter's little sister and the crazy things coaches pay attention to in the game. Track one, run it. All right, Drew Ammon from KRK, KARK, NBC in Little Rock, Arkansas, joining me. Drew, I wanted to get your input on this game between Butler and Arkansas. You used to work in Indiana, so you get both of these fan bases I understand you just touched down in Detroit. I got to ask you this, though. Did you fly Delta? I flew American. Okay, so here's – like, I've been to Detroit's airport, and, like, the Delta airport is like the penthouse. The other terminal with American Southwest United is like the outhouse. <laughs> Am I lying? I think you're 100% on that, Jason. Yeah, I, I mean, that other airport – I mean, think about it. They got, like, a, a monorail in there. It's, like, good food. The other airport with the other airlines is, like – dingy it stinks there's no lighting in there you know i haven't been up here since 2015 i was there in uh i think june of 2015 and so i think your experience your memory may serve us better on this one but yeah. uh it's been a while for me here <laughs> at least you get now. to go to the better arena little caesar's arena obviously everyone looking forward to taking the new venue let's get let's get to this game here like in indiana no one's giving arkansas a chance are we stupid for that Yes. <laughs> and as somebody who is from Indiana, I can tell you that I know the history of Butler and I get it that, you know, this is a Butler team that's doing some things this year, averaging 79 points per game, uh, a team that's beaten Villanova this season, you know, but this is an Arkansas team that can flat out score the ball 81 points per game. And when Jalen Barford and Daryl Macon are on, they are highly difficult to beat because those two obviously are all SEC guards, but even just with Jalen Barford shooting very well from the floor in the SEC tournament, they were able to win two games there in St. Louis this past week. And Daryl Macon was really off. So those are the two that are really key, but again, that's just the backcourt. And then Daniel Gafford up front is a load. I mean, he's got 73 blocks on the year, uh, was on the all-SEC freshman team. So I think the people up in Indy need to realize how good this Arkansas team is. Now, having said that, I do think that the way Arkansas wants to play is, in a sense, reliant on its bench because, you know, this time of year, this is what they like to do. They like to rotate a lot of guys. They like to full-court pressure. They like to mix up pressures. And that's why they really, really gave North Carolina a difficult time in the second round last year and nearly upset the Tar Heels. But uh, this time around, they're without a guy that was dismissed from the team. Dustin Thomas dismissed from the team. 
this past week and he was starting for them. So they got to go the rest of the way without him. And I think that's going to be big because that's a shot at the depth of Arkansas. And that's just a shot at, you know, an opportunity for Arkansas to play one more guy. You know what? I remember that North Carolina game a season ago. You've been around this, this Hawks team all season. How much do they, they let that 2017 second round loss to North Carolina sit in their ego, in their, in their psyche? <laughs> I, you know, I, I was thinking when I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking about like, uh, remember Major League when they had like the owner? And they would just pick off like a different piece of clothing <laughs> as they marked off the wins. I just pictured they had like Luke May or Joel Berry, and they were just picking <laughs> off a different thing until they got back to where they thought they should have been last season. I already love you, man. You're bringing up one of my favorite movies <laughs> right there, man. That's awesome. Yeah, Daryl Macon, you know, this one stings, I think, in particular with Daryl Macon because I think he was asked about that prior to going out to Portland, Oregon for that Phil Knight Invitational. I know Butler played in the Phil Knight as well. And, and Daryl, you could just tell. I mean, it, it's almost like his lip was quivering. He was just, you know, so enraged by the fact that they blew that North Carolina game up five with three and a half minutes to go this past season. You, you know, so, yeah, that one lingers. I think the one thing that Arkansas fans just in a general sense are happy about is the fact that North Carolina doesn't show up to where, you know, Arkansas would play them in a second-round matchup. So, you know, that, that's a good thing this time around. But, yeah, that one still stings. Um, I think, again, in a general sense, just to kind of go a little off topic, I think it's just the fact that Arkansas is in the East Regional and being located in Detroit, I think that one burns a lot of the Arkansas fans because we were sitting there on Sunday, Jason, everybody was sitting here thinking, hey, why not Dallas? I mean, it would be a great thing for the committee to put them in Dallas, and it didn't happen. Well, not even that. I mean, you're coming to Detroit. It's four hours from Indy, three and a half from West Lafayette, and you know Purdue and Butler are going to travel. So it's it's a de facto. I mean, it's supposed to be a neutral site, but you already know half of the arena is going to be cheering for the two teams from Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's hard to say what type of showing we're going to get from the Arkansas fan base here. But, um, you know, we'll see. You know, I think – you always kind of wonder, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. You always kind of wonder what's going on in the heads of some of those committee members. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in some of those situations where it's like, you know, wouldn't it be great, you know, if we set up this matchup and maybe it's a battle between, you know, uh, student and teacher, but in this case, it's an opportunity to see two teams potentially in the second round that played in the crossroads classic. You know I mean? I mean, that's the great thing for the Hoosier fans, the, 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 the fans of the state of Indiana is, is the, potential to see Butler and Purdue in the second round. Yeah, I'm with you, though. It's like we, we've already seen that. I, I kind of wanted to see <laughs> – I wanted to see Butler go out to San Diego. Selfishly, I wanted to see them go out to, like, San Diego. I wanted to go to San Diego. I'm not here with <laughs> or, or, or Wichita. I'd even take Boise just because I've heard it's cool and I've never been. But, I, I, you know, I would have I liked to have seen maybe a different matchup. That's the beauty of this tournament. It's like, hey – we get to see all of these these different styles of play, these different matchups, and we get to enjoy it for 40 minutes. And now it's like, hey, let, you saw this in December. Let's watch it again on the night, the 16th of March. Yeah, potentially, a, potentially. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna run Arkansas out potentially on the 16th right. of March. Well, I, I, I could tell you that you know I don't want to discount Butler, but at the same point in time, I, I think a potential Arkansas Purdue would be a phenomenal matchup. Um, Matt Painter. I've got the utmost respect for uh, 
you know, I've known Matt for a long time. I just think that would be so great to, to see what the Razorbacks could do against the Boilermakers. I actually went to high school with his sister, so oh, wow. a little, uh, little fun fact. <laughs> All right, so you went to yeah, high school with his sister. I'm assuming his yeah. younger sister. Was Matt like the older brother that kind of lingered around a little bit? Like everyone was like, hey, that's Matt Painter's little sister. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I suppose, yeah. The, the guy's just a flat-out genius as well. No, I mean, it's just his retention – it's just off the charts. I mean, the stuff that she would tell me that he would just bring up the discussion, you know, something from 2010, you know, some fact from some place they visited, whatever, you know, like he just, he knew where they were, what was going on. You know what I mean? Just, just a unreal memory. So, you know, what kind of gets me about Matt Painter, what gets me with Painter and other coaches. It's like, how many times do you talk to a coach and they'll bring up a specific play at like the eight minute mark before the under eight timeout? And it will be like, you know what? Let's let's use Purdue for example. Carson Edwards should have swung the ball over to Vince. Instead, he looked at Dakota and that shot really that pass messed up a shot, an opportunity for Isaac. Like Matt would say something like that, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, dude, where the hell are you getting? I don't remember this happening, but they're that intense yeah. into the game. Oh, yeah. If he would have just said something like, Well, you know, this guy failed to close out, and that's why we lost the possession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean, what average fan is noticing that part? Yeah. Would be my question, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the funny thing is, from a TV perspective, it's like we're sitting there editing the soundbite, and Matt Painter's like, great for this, because you'll be like, I got the soundbite. I got the soundbite. Oh, he's off on a tangent. <laughs> well, you know what? Mike Anderson does the same thing. So. <laughs> hey, talk about Anderson, though. Go. I mean, like, he was a Nolan Richardson, Nolan Richardson disciple. We all know how great Arkansas was back in those days. And so he's kind of brought like a new edge to that this time around. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike Irwin, who is one of our analysts, he is uh, actually our senior analyst down here in Fayetteville, Little Rock. He brought up because he's been covering the Hogs for 40 plus years. And Mike brought up, you know, they talk about fastest 40 and they want to play really fast and they want to, get that controlled chaos out there but honestly Mike Anderson I think if he could if he had the horses he would want to play more of the half court style when he could really that's and, shocking yeah, just thinking I, I, you know I, I, yeah yeah because he doesn't really have the guys if you really think about those teams in the mid 90s really one through nine one through ten they could rotate like that for 40 minutes mm-hmm. you know they could just come at you it was in waves it was like a hockey team they would substitute at will. And I actually heard last week in St. Louis, some people were criticizing Mike Press Row. They're counting, you know, I haven't watched Arkansas much, but is he substituting too much? And so, you know, you kind of wonder whether that is the case. But, again, you know, he's, he's trying to not play Daniel Gafford and Daryl Macon and Anton Beard and Jalen Barford so many minutes. How are uh, How are the dogs viewed down there? In hog country, how? I mean, you know, we we think of lovable Butler. It's a great story, but these, these this is a different Butler team. This is a Big East caliber team. How are they viewed yeah. in Arkansas? You know, I think they're viewed collectively with high respect, so to speak. I mean, I, I think um, there's still that frustration over. Rodney Clark leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was, and, yeah. And he was a big asset here for the dogs. Yeah, I mean, I think when that happens, you're talking about a guy who was second team all season, and then he goes and he becomes a first-teamer 
all first team, a 10 member, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. that guy, you know, he was beloved, you know, scored the ball so well. And, you know, so that one really hurt. And then there was a the transition among coaches and he just felt like, well, there was a better place to go to, but I digress. I mean, I just think that honestly, given what we saw from Boomer under Brad Stevens eight years ago, seven years ago, you know, you're going to get a lot of respect from these Arkansas fans. You know, like I said, everyone in Indiana wants that Crossroads Classic rematch. Um, everyone in Arkansas wants to get back to the second round and potentially go into the Sweet 16. If Arkansas ups, uh, knocks off Butler and uh, faces against Purdue, how do you yeah. think the Arkansas fans would view Isaac Haas? I mean, this is a guy from Alabama. Yeah. This is a guy that he's <laughs> SEC country. I, how he got out of there, I have no clue. Yeah, Painter and the guys went and got him. Yeah, I, you know, I'd be really, really losing sleep over that matchup because if Gafford gets two quick fouls, if that were the matchup and Gafford gets two quick fouls, Arkansas is a world of hurt because then you're asking Trey Thompson to really step up. And then they got oh, Matt Harms Brooks. coming off the bench. They got two seven-footers. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know Purdue's guard play has been good too. So, you know, it's Purdue this year. It's the Purdue of this year, and I know given – Painter's resume in the tournament. I know that he's done some big things, and uh, you know they're just at a point where that program needs to take the next step, as we all know. And I know you've been working up in Indiana a little bit longer here than I have in the past three years, but kind of what's your feeling on that? Well, I mean, right now this team at one point ranked number three in the country, 19 straight wins. You have veteran leadership throughout your starting unit. You have a set rotation. You can shoot the three. You can defend. This team has all the makings to be a Final Four caliber program, except for what we've seen over the last month. It started with that loss at Ohio State, or sorry, loss to Ohio State at home. A couple of balls they they didn't they didn't have that hustle that you typically see from a Purdue team at Mackey. The loss at Michigan State, we get that. The loss at Wisconsin was a bad loss. Granted, the Cold Center is a tough place to play, but it was a bad mm -hmm. loss. And then you saw Rutgers. You saw, obviously, against Michigan. There were there have been moments over the last month where you're just sitting looking at this Purdue team like, where is the energy? Where is the the, the play hard? It's time to play hard, the, the motto they have in Mackey. <laughs> where is that when you need it at this time of the season? So I think from a Purdue fan perspective, they got to get this win. They got to at least make it to the lead eight because after these four guys leave, one of the winningest classes in Purdue history, you don't have a lot of proven talent behind them. Yeah. So, you know, that's the problem in this era. When you start four seniors, when they're gone, you don't have much and you kind of have to reload again. It may take another year or two for them to, to reach this level again. Uh, Drew Ammon, thank you for joining me. He's hanging out in Detroit. Check him out on Twitter, on social media, and uh, enjoy. And we will see. Like I said, a lot of people here in Indiana, they want that Butler-Purdue rematch, but I'm with you. We cannot overlook how talented Arkansas is. Thank you, Drew. You got it, Jason. Thanks, buddy. Yo, I hope you enjoyed watching. I'm trying to keep these things quick because anything over 30 minutes, I lose focus, so I don't want to give you all like an hour podcast. I'm going to try to keep these things regular at first uh, as I get started, so I'm just going to crank them out. Hope to get a new one to you on Sunday uh, night, maybe Monday. As always, hit me up, Jason Spells IG and Twitter. Never did it for the fame, never did it for the game. When I picked up the mic, it made my whole world change.